Blog Talk Radio. Stepping out of bondage and grabbing hold of God's promise. And as I always say, circumstances can't stop me. Neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. And so we want to make sure that we are reveling in the freeness that God gives us. As you guys know, I'm always saying we wake up and we have another day to get it right, another day to start all over again. And that's what we want to be able to do. The study that we've been doing lately on, you know, the six things that God hates or is at seven is not to beat anybody up. It's not to make anybody feel like, We're just so, so sin conscious, but we want to make sure that we are applying the word of God, the grace of God to every area of our life. So I hope that you guys are are, are uh, appreciating what God has done for you on the cross, what God has done by allowing his son to come down, die, and give us eternal life. So I want to really be able to pray with you guys this morning, as always, and just ask God to usher in and be the honored guest with us today. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for who you are and what you've done. I thank you that you are my God. You are the God of everyone that's listening. I thank you for the God that um, you sit high and look low. You see everything that we go through, every problem, every trial, every situation, every mountaintop experience. And you allow us to go through, you allow us uh, the opportunity to have you minister to us. Father, we just thank you and we so praise you for who you are and what you do in our lives. We know that all things may not be good, but if we submit and allow all things to work together for our good, which is what your word says in Romans eight twenty eight, we thank you that you came to give us peace and power and life more abundantly. So thank you, Lord, for that. Father God, and for each person that is on their way to work this morning, driving or getting their kids ready, Father, I just pray that you just give them a joy, minister to their hearts, get them to work safely. If they have any challenges on their job or in their family or in their finances, minister to them, Father God, that you will, that they will know that you're right there, that they will see your hand moving through so many different things in their lives that you are still the God that's in control. You are still the God that loves them and sees them. And that we know that when we allow our situations to um, uh, glorify you and that they're going to build forth a perse- uh, perseverance and character in our lives, we, re- we um, 
revel that, Father God, and we thank you for that. So, again, I thank you and I praise you for all that you're doing, all that you've always done, and we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Well, I hope you guys are doing great this morning. It's been a crazy one, hasn't it? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you have those mornings where you wake up and it's like one thing after another. So I really hope that you're finding your strength in the Lord as I am. And we're really going to go in and begin to finish up this series today, the sixth thing that God hates, or is it seven? It's because of what God did for us on the cross. To encourage us to understand that a lot of what we do in our attitude, in our character, to have the character of Christ, to have the heart of God, you know, and a lot of what we talked about all has to do with the character. If we look at uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, much of what we do and what we see there is issues of the heart or our character. And character is changed by the washing of the word of God, then very soon you're going to have to worry about as many of these things on that list um, that are there because we know that our heart is going to be right before the Lord because we're in the word of God, in the place of prayer. I was sharing with someone because I was asking, you know, why am I? I feel sometimes that um, my patience is very low and I don't have a lot of patience and tolerance for nonsense or just for stuff. And I was sharing with someone, I said, you know what? That just means that I need to spend more time in the word of God, allowing the word of God to wash over me and to reveal to me the areas in my character, the areas in my personality that are uh, uh, causing me to not have the spirit of God in a situation or the patience or the love of Christ in a situation because God is not uh impatient with us. Christ is not impatient with us. He's very loving and patient and kind with us. And we want to be able to be that way with other people. And when we find ourselves not like that, when we normally you know, walk in love, then we need to ask, okay, God, um, what's going on? And most likely nine times out of 10, it's because our uh, love walk is low or our word level is low or our prayer time is low. And we really need that time to go before the Lord and just revel in his presence. So as we move forward to um, finish up this series, I want to, as always, go back and um, uh, read the read the passage of scripture that we're looking at this morning. Um, And then I want us to really look at uh, what God says about grace. It's kind of giving us some reminders. This is not a really deep study. Much of it is just a cursory reminder of the grace of God in our lives. So if you have your Bible, today I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And again, we're looking at this uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make hate run evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among others. Have any of you ever like that. I mean, we talked last week 
in the weeks before about the hardiness of pride, pride is that one on shedding in innocent blood may really catch some people by surprise because they like playing violent video games. And it talked about that, that when you revel in that, why would you um, revel in the killing? I mean, we know that there are things in life like war or things like that happen or situations happen, but why would we revel in the um, the killing of another? That really isn't something that God, God doesn't revel in that. But then when we looked at the... Um, shedding of innocent blood and heart that divided wicked plans. You know, there are people out there that actually scheme. They they actually look for uh uh ways to hurt people and to harm people in in their actions and in their dealings with them, you know? And we don't want to be like that. We don't want to look for ways to uh get over on people, what we used to call it when I was young, you know, getting over on somebody. Uh, we don't want to live like that or do those kinds of things to people. We don't want to tell lies on people, which is gossip. You know, we sit and we have an imagination about a person because of what we think they've done or we've perceived that they've done, but yet that is not what God is saying. That is not what we should be doing. We should not do that. And I even found this. We don't like someone you don't need to spread that dislike to someone else because it's not that person may not have the same issue with them that you do. That person may not have been sent to do in their lives what that person was sent in your life to do. So we don't want to uh, taint someone else's picture of another person that we're in relationship with based on our relationship because it, it, what is it doing? It's putting out a false witness. You're giving someone a false impression. I found that to be so true. I will listen to someone's um, idea of someone, and then when I meet that person, I find out that wasn't true, or I find out the entire story. They responded to you this way because of what you did. It wasn't them. It was you. And sometimes it's not anyone else. It's us. And therefore, people respond to us based on what we do or how they perceive us or what we've shown them about us. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to be people that sow discord. We want to be people of peace. We want to bring peace to situations. We want to um, uh, show love in situations. We don't want to be that one person that's always sowing a level of discord, a level of uncertainty, strife. You know, the Bible talks about us having strife. The Bible talks about um, not being people of, of strife. We don't want to do that. No bitterness. Uh, we don't want to go into a situation where they know when, when we come in the room, something's always going to jump off. You know, we don't want to sow unnecessary disagreements with people. We want to be able to co- come together and have co- bring cohesiveness and center, a synergistic environment. We want to sow that. We don't want to come into a situation and it's like, oh, Lord, so-and-so's coming. And, you know, and when they come, there's always drama. That should never be 
um, the depiction of what people have for us. We don't want to be that kind of person. So how do we do this? We've always heard that grace is what? Grace is unmerited favor. You know, but what is that? Um, I was reading uh, about that. It says that grace refers to the condition of being given or shown favor. When we look at uh, the Old Testament, it may not have said grace, but it said favor. And we understand that, you know, Moses was given favor. Uh, It really goes into how uh, they translated that in the Old Testament. So when you're looking and saying, well, was there grace in the Old Testament? Uh, Yeah. And it was called favor. Um, That's how they uh, or the translators chose to do that. But we also understand that um, we don't deserve it. And that's why it's grace. You know, it, it's for someone who has the ability um, to bestow that on us, you know, that they can give that to us. I can't give anybody grace because of my own condition. Well, I can. Let me rephrase that. I'm sorry about that. I can bestow on them grace. Why? Because grace was bestowed on me. Okay. And a good example of that is the parable um, in the Old Testament where the man owed a lot of money to the king and uh, he begged the king to forgive him. He didn't have the money and the king bestowed grace. He wiped away his debt, but instead of him Uh, embracing what was given to him and now giving it to someone else, he goes to someone who owes him minuscule compared to what he owed. And now he's demanding payment from that man. That is not, that's the opposite of grace. So he could have bestowed this on him, on his neighbor, uh, let's say, but he did not. Why? Because Maybe he was an evil person, or it's a good example of not giving grace to someone. And it, we look at a couple things uh, that we do. It says uh, grace can also refer to the manifestation of a disposition of kindness in the form of material benefaction, uh, including gift, approval of one's request, you know, something to someone that may not deserve it that may not have that. So we want to always be kind of get an idea of what does that look like? You know, the uh, we, we have a number of different um, depictions of how grace is definitely sown in our lives. And we want to make sure that we do that. That's also how we show love. When we can forgive, when we can let it go, when we can uh, give that unmerited favor, that, 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 that power, because grace is power. When we can walk in that level of power and authority and love, that we can not hold things against someone, that we will not say negative things and lies on someone, that we're not going to walk around in in pride, we're not going to spread lies, we're not going to have a, 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 a revel in things that are evil and ungodly. We don't want to do that. So I want you to 
I hope this helps or encourages you guys today that we want to just walk in the grace. A lot of what we've talked about or all of what we've talked about over the last couple of weeks are areas of our, our, our character, areas of our, um, our heart, our attitudes that we don't want to walk in. We don't want to have negative attitudes. We don't want to harbor attitudes that just don't glorify God, that don't uh, cause people to want to know the Christ that's in us. We always want to live in a way where we walk in the glory of God, the presence of God, so that those around us will, will want to know what is it we have, and they're going to want it. They're going to want to hear about our Jesus. If not, why would they want to hear about it? How we live is how people are going to perceive Christ in our lives and how they're going to perceive Christ. And right now, we're not always giving a good example. So let's set our hearts like Flint. Let's seek the face of the Father. And if you don't know him, get to know him today. Get to know Christ, relationship. Get your Bible, read it. Ask God to show you the great and mighty things that you know it's not. Because he wants to show these things to you. He wants an intimate relationship with you. So I thank you guys for joining me this morning. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Have a good day.